Hello, and welcome to the Thinking Jew Podcast, where we dive deep into Torah and Judaism to uncover its hidden beauty. Come join us as we take a closer look and breathe new life into traditional Jewish ideas. And now, here's your host, Rabbi Moshe Siegel. Hello, and welcome to episode 33. One of the most identifiably Jewish objects is probably the mezuzah. The mezuzah has been decorating Jewish doorposts for centuries across all of our exiles and so many different countries across the world. But what exactly is the mezuzah really all about? Why do we put up a mezuzah on our doorpost? What's the deeper meaning behind the mezuzah? So let's dive in. Let's start with the source. There are actually two verses in the Torah, both in Deuteronomy. One is in chapter 6, verse 9, the other chapter 11, verse 20, and they both say the same thing. They both say, and you shall write them on your doorposts and on your gates. Interestingly, chapter 6 in Deuteronomy is the first paragraph of the Shema, and chapter 11 is the second paragraph of the Shema. Both of these paragraphs end with this verse, that you should write this on your doorposts. And therefore, if you open up and look inside a mezuzah scroll, what's actually written inside of it is the first two paragraphs of the Shema. When we hang this on our doorposts, we're doing exactly what the Torah says when it says, take this, these two paragraphs, we write them down and we hang them on our doorposts. Now, it's important to note that although the word mezuzah itself actually means doorpost, the primary part when we refer to the mezuzah is the scroll. Often you'll see very fancy mezuzah cases, and there are really some beautiful ones. But like many things in life, don't get caught up on the externalities and the way things look. The most important part is always what's on the inside. And for a mezuzah to be kosher, it has to be written by a professional scribe called a sofer, with basically all the same laws that apply to writing a sefer Torah, to writing a Torah scroll. So if you have a photocopied mezuzah with the Shema on it, or if you're not sure if you purchased your mezuzah from a reliable source, it's probably worthwhile to show it to a rabbi and validate if your scroll is kosher or not, and if necessary, buy a new one. Basic level kosher mezuzah scroll generally costs somewhere between $40 and $50. If you need help finding where to buy one, feel free to reach out to me and I can send you some links. So once you purchase your kosher mezuzah scroll, you place it inside the mezuzah case, and you then hang it on your doorpost. It should be hung on the right side of the door as you're entering into it. And it should ideally be hung at the bottom of the top third of the doorpost. So if you take an average door, nowadays it's 80 inches tall. So a third is approximately 26 inches. So you want the bottom of your mezuzah to be 54 inches off the ground. Another important discussion point regarding mezuzahs is which rooms need a mezuzah. There's a common misconception that only the front door of a home needs a mezuzah. In reality, the Code of Jewish Law teaches us that basically every room in your house that you use that's at least 36 square feet and isn't a bathroom or the like needs a mezuzah. Another not-so-well-known requirement is that it has to be an entranceway that has two doorposts and a lintel. So let's say, for example, you have a flush ceiling between two rooms. So even if there's a hallway between them, you would not need a mezuzah on that since there's no lintel, there's no top of the doorpost. There are a bunch of other requirements and many details of these laws that are pretty complex. 
So if you're not sure if a specific doorway needs a mezuzah, you should ask your local rabbi, or you can always feel free to reach out to me, thethinkingjewpodcast at gmail.com. Send me some pictures, and I'm happy to guide you on that as well. A few more relevant laws before we go into the deeper meaning behind the mezuzah. Putting up a mezuzah is the obligation of the one who lives in the house. So whether you own the house or you rent the house, either way, you should make sure that you put up mezuzahs in all of the necessary rooms. Additionally, when you're hanging the mezuzah, the common Ashkenazi custom is you hang the mezuzah on an angle. So it's leaning inwards when you hang it. The Sephardic custom is to put it directly vertical. But Ashkenazi custom is to put it on an angle facing inwards. And there's also a special blessing that we say prior to hanging the mezuzah. And I'll link that blessing below as well. Again, if you have any specific questions about your mezuzah, you can always reach out to me and I'm happy to guide you on that. So that's the basic laws of mezuzah. But what is the deeper meaning behind the mezuzah? Why do we have to hang a mezuzah on our houses and on all the different rooms? So on a basic level, the mezuzah serves as a reminder. We place it in the doorways which represent transition. As we transition from inside our personal domain to the public, or even within our homes when we go from one room to another room representing going from one activity to a different activity, we remind ourselves constantly that God is with us in all our endeavors. Within our homes, outside our homes, in all our activities, we try to keep our consciousness of God's presence always in front of us. But I think it also goes deeper than this. If we look in the Torah, the very first place where we find the word mezuzah is actually before this mitzvah that we've been discussing was given. And there was actually an additional mitzvah regarding mezuzahs that preceded this more famous one. In the story of the Exodus, when the Jews are still in Egypt, right before the final plague, the death of the firstborn, God commands all the Jews to take a sheep, one per household, to slaughter it in the evening of the 14th of Nisan, and to smear its blood on the doorposts and on the lintel. And the verse says, and we're in Exodus chapter 12, verse 7, You shall place the blood of this paschal lamb on the two doorposts and on the lintel. And right after that, in verse 13, the Torah continues and it says, And this blood will serve as a sign on the houses that you are inside of. And God says, I will see that blood and I'll pass over those houses. And death and this plague will not be able to enter and harm you as I place my plagues on the land of Egypt. And we find here that God tells the Jews that when you place this blood on the doorpost, Hashem will see that and he won't allow any plague or damaging angels to enter that house. Now there's an amazing medrash on that verse that connects the mezuzah of the Paschal Lamb to the mezuzah of our modern day homes today. And the medrash says as follows, If the blood on the mezuzah in Egypt, which was only a one-time event, and it only happened during the nighttime, not during the daytime, yet it still protected them from harm, our mezuzahs, which mention God's name ten times, and they're permanent on our walls, and they remain up both during the day and the night, they will for sure protect us from all harm. So here we first find the concept that putting up a mezuzah serves to protect us. And the Kabbalistic commentary on the Torah, known as Rikanti, says we actually see this in the word itself. 
The Torah tells us to put out a scroll, Al Mezuzos Beisecha. The same letters that spell Mezuzos spells Zaz Maves, which means to move away death. So the Rikandi says this is teaching us in the word itself this concept that what the mezuzah does to protect us from damaging negative energies from entering our homes. Another related, very cool Kabbalistic idea also is if you ever look at a kosher mezuzah scroll, so we mentioned it has the two paragraphs of the Shema inside the scroll, but there's a custom to write one of the names of God on the backside of it so that when you roll up the scroll, that name of God is actually facing outwards towards the entranceway. And that name is the name spelled Shin, Dalid, and then Yud. And the Kabbalistic sources teach us that in addition to being one of the names of God, those letters Shin, Dalid, and Yud also stand for Shomer Diras Yisrael, the protector of the dwellings of Israel. So we find that at the root of this mitzvah, what the deeper side of it is, is it represents God protecting us. And the Talmud says this is why we put the mezuzah on the outside of our door, not on the inside. Because unlike many kings who place their armies on the outside of their palace, while they themselves are safe inside, hiding behind that protection, Hashem tells us, you go inside and I, the greatest king, will stand watch on the outside. So to summarize the two basic concepts of the mezuzah is, number one, to remind ourselves throughout all of our daily activities that we're always with God, God is always present in front of us, as well as the mezuzah is the original home security system. When we put up a mezuzah, Hashem protects our homes. Just to finish off, the mitzvah of mezuzah is one of the few mitzvahs in the Torah where the Torah actually tells us the reward. The Torah tells us that if we do the mitzvah of mezuzah properly, we'll merit having a long life. So I give us all listening a blessing that we should be able to fulfill the mitzvah of mezuzah properly and through that merit, living a long, healthy, and productive life. Until next time, everyone, have an amazing week. Thank you for listening to the Thinking Jew podcast and for taking the time to study Torah and deepen your connection to Judaism. If you found value in today's episode, please leave us a rating or review and subscribe to the podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or topic requests for Rabbi Moshe, please email the thinking Jew podcast at gmail.com or visit the thinking Jew.com.